What if it snows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to episode 13 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Kara. And our puppy Aberdeen is asleep. For now. You might be able to hear her snoring. <laughs> Last week we were talking about running a business and we ran long. I had to edit that for content to cut it back down to an hour. But we got through farmer's markets and we got through a lot of general business stuff. This week we're going to go with our current, our new business model that we're adopting and basically round out the rest of the subjects. I think it was events and wholesale. Yeah, there's other things we can touch on. So we we talked about having an employee. We don't anymore. Uh, It didn't work out. So the bummer of going through hiring someone when you're a small business is it's a lot of work. you got to get workers' comp insurance, at least in Maine, that's required, which means you have to pay out at least $100 a month just for that. And then you have to do a payroll software, either... You hire a CPA who does it, which is more expensive, or you get something like QuickBooks, which I had, which I still don't quite understand, but but that's still like $50 on top of the regular QuickBooks that I do for my bookkeeping. Basically, we are... are and then you got to pay the person, right? It, and the... I mean, we could float the money. That wasn't the issue, but you got to find the right person, basically. And that's and the hard part. The other person's needs have to match up with your needs. Yeah. If, they, if they're actually looking for something kind of different, you got to hash that out ahead of time. Or you'll have to part ways and, you know, best of luck, hope that works out. But if your interests are not the same as our interests, you want to go in that direction. So, okay, go in that direction and we'll keep on trucking. Yeah, it's hard because you're up front in the beginning. We're a small business. I am type A personality. I need things done a certain way. I schedule for certain times. So it's like it gets hard and you just sometimes it doesn't work out. So anyway. Moving forward, we, we've had to kind of look at how the business structure is lately. I think we talked about this last week a little bit about how the numbers aren't what they were. We have one farmer's market now. We, we almost had two, but we canceled one of them. Sally, it was a very hard decision uh, because we love the other farmers there. Waterville. Uh, I have not posted anything about it. Sorry. but This doesn't go for two weeks. Okay. So I will post something. But it broke my heart and it was hard to do. But it just, it was too hard. It was a Thursday afternoon to evening it was just too much. So, it's it's hard to do a farmers market. We talked about it in the last episode, but it's it's not just the drive to the city, but also hanging out. And it can be cold, and you got to find a place to, like, do they have a place to use the bathroom? Uh, there's other issues like that, and it depends on your business model. But it might be the best thing for you. And for us, it was really good for a long time. But recently, Kara got the idea of looking around for wholesale. Now, we, we had been against wholesale for a long time because we don't have margins, which we've talked about. Yeah. But Kara found a, a place... I don't, how long have we been doing the bagel shop? 
Oh. In Waterville. Uh, Sunrise Bagels. We've been doing. I want to say year and a half. Year and a half, maybe. And we realized that if you take the amount of money, if you compare that wholesale to the farmers market. Uh, the driving is the same. He uh, loves comparing the yeah, two. I don't compare them. <laughs> she doesn't. But we were doing one, and now we're doing the other, and it matters. So the the money we get from that wholesale account, because it's bagels, which we were able to give her a bit of a discount, and still make some money, and uh, and she's got found a price that works for her shop. So it all works. But we we kind of do as well as we would on a typical day at the farmer's market, except there's no rainy days where nobody shows up and there's no wasted product at the end. So the way I look at it is not comparing it to a farmer's market because you don't know you'll have wasted products, whatever. So wholesale, you basically, all the things you're making are already sold. They've already bought it. So it's, there's no waste. You're not wasting your time. You're not spending four or five hours waiting around for customers. It's done. It's it's all done. So it's an easy drop off, get your check, or wait for your check for a couple weeks. Whatever. Whatever it works out. But you get paid for it regardless. And then you just do it again the next week. So it's so much easier. Whereas with the farmer's market, you're gambling when you make that product. You're gambling that someone's going to buy it. And it doesn't always happen. And you end up with all this stuff that you put in the farm stand maybe if people come to get it. So just the the, the simple lack of food waste is yeah. massively important. And, and it's really hard. Speaking of, we have a farm shop. It used to be called the Ark, but people didn't really get it. Cause, so I call it the Ark because... Not religious purposes, how some people think, but because ARC means it's a safe place and our farm's supposed to be a safe place. But anyway. The double meaning of that is Kara <laughs> actually does like Noah's Ark. Yeah, but not it's, because it's religious, but right. because it's a boat with animals. Hello? Right, and Kara, <laughs> Kara loves boats and Kara loves animals. Yes. And it's like a boat <laughs> with a bunch of animals. And I live on that. <laughs> so, <laughs> You say that until you have to clean the place up. <laughs> yeah, that'd be gross. It'd be stinky for sure, especially with ducks. <laughs> ducks, elephants, it's whoever. Yeah, it's some kind of a crazy. Uh, that's anyway. <laughs> so we have a nice farm shop, and we include other small business people. I order stuff in to sell, like Craft uh, and Scott pot holders and jar helpers and. I got ordered more from her anyway. I'll be in touch, Angela. And then we have Crooked Face Creamery. Uh, her cheeses are delicious. And coffee from Farmhouse Roasters. Their coffee is awesome. Got ordered more of that too. So I tried to include some of the local businesses that we enjoy. So hopefully other people enjoy. And plus the baked goods, but it's hard because if people don't show up, then it's, again, a lot of wasted product because my ingredients are expensive. And it and there's no preservatives. There's no preservatives, so it doesn't last long on shelves or, like, 
the farm shop is not air conditioned, it's not heated, so the temperatures drastically go up and down throughout the day. So it's hard, and I have a freezer and a fridge, but I know people like to see things out on a shelf, and it's just, I don't know. We're working it out, though. We're starting to get a little more traffic there as people get to know the farm. So it's, yeah. But it's not to the point where we can just stock a bunch of perishable baked goods on the shelves every day. The weekends, there'll be more because that's when most of the traffic yeah. shows up. But And we we'll, we have events. We started the goat yoga this Saturday, so that was fun. That actually happened. <laughs> it happened, and everyone loved Well, there were, you know, two people. But it's a start, and it was great. They loved it. Uh, Lucan, our baby, fell asleep on one of the girls, so it was adorable. Yeah, <laughs> Kara got a picture of that. She's just laying there. <laughs> They're kind of they're doing yoga, but they're not. It's it's not like the hardest yoga class you've ever done. No, it's all. It's for fun. Jessica teaches all levels, and these girls were never done it before, so it's just basic stuff and simple. And the goats loved it. But I'm guessing I'm guessing <laughs> when you're trying to do yoga and a goat climbs on your back, <laughs> which happened, which happened, you're you're not doing like perfect yoga at that point because somebody's walking on your back. <laughs> And so you're doing the yoga as best you can and, and you're enjoying the fact that the goats are coming over and, and like a, two of our larger goats, their brothers, Cashel and Brickens, decided they liked the yoga mat and they laid on the yoga mat. <laughs> they would like a yoga mat, please. Thank you. And Kara has some pictures of the women doing their doing like a pose where they lay on their back and they just had to put their legs on top of <laughs> Of the boys. Yeah. They, they couldn't do the correct pose because they were in the way. <laughs> so they just... And Liam was the one who got up on Jessica's back. So I'll post pictures of that this week. She was still doing that pose, <laughs> even with him on there. Oh, yeah. She was... And he's not the lightest boy anymore. He's about at least 30 pounds now. But she's the but, teacher, so of yeah. course she can do it. <laughs> she but... can handle it. So it was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of smiles, which is the most important. There's an adorable picture of a woman laying her back, smiling <laughs> with Lucan sacked out on her on her on her chest. It's like, is is he asleep? Yeah, he's asleep. He was asleep. <laughs> he was snoring. <laughs> it, was, it was the most adorable thing. So that that provides, you know, a word of mouth for the farm. Tells people we're here, and and so if you're trying to do events at your farm. We've talked to other people about it. A lot of it is just gimmicks to get people to show up yeah. and then maybe buy something from your farm stand. And it helps to have non-perishable items that you don't have to be afraid of. That's why we got the coffee. We've got the other stuff from other vendors because our stuff is perishable. Yeah. And a variety is always nice. I'm going to get maple syrup soon and more goat products. We don't make the goat products ourselves, so I have to branch out. But obviously we know goat people, the people we got the goats from. Right. <laughs> Problem is our farm isn't really... We're not here to make a profit at our farm. Quite the opposite, since I'm applying for a non-profit status. So most of our events are free, but the goat yoga... We have to pay in the instructors, so we got to charge for that one. But yeah, I think like w when you do a nonprofit, I don't, 
I mean, you've done most of the research on it, but mm -hmm. I think you're allowed to make some money as long as it goes to the nonprofit. None of it is for profit. Like right. you can, it goes can, back into the farm, meaning yeah. we can pay for animal feed and updating or fixing houses and stuff right. like that. Okay. So yeah. maintaining the farm, maintaining it, yeah, and keeping the animals fed. We can do that kind of stuff. Right. So basically, when you when you give to the nonprofit, that's what you're doing. You're feeding the animals and keeping their shelter maintained. Right. Which is important because they need safe places to live. Yeah. And food. <laughs> and that allows you to come by and, and scratch ears and rub bellies and stuff. So Sundays I started a support group for people who are more than welcome to come. So far it's been only me. That's all right. Whatever. And then... After Memorial Day, Coloring with Goats will restart on Mondays. So there's lots of stuff happening. Yeah, and it's just way, ways to utilize the farm. To, and help people. That's the idea. I mean, Coloring with Goats is kind of a low-key support group in a way because it's just a way to relax and get to know the place and kind of feel... With an activity. Yeah. Support group is more... It's bit, more direct. More direct, but... I always say you can talk or not talk, do whatever makes you comfortable. So, all of this is going to pick up as people learn about the farm, which is what you know goat yoga and stuff like that is for. Yeah. So, so the the nonprofit side of it is you may not be running a nonprofit, uh, but you're. Gonna, I would not suggest it. It's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but you're going to look for some way to monetize your farm. Uh, to kind of make money from it to, because you're going to be paying so much for feed maintenance and things. So think about what you can sell. Think about what you can produce. There's a lot of people, especially up in Maine, that just they want to have animals and stuff, and, and then they're like, all right, how can I offset some of these costs? Yeah. Um, another good thing about the Maine is that there's a organization called Real Maine, which is for farms specifically, and they do free advertising, and they promote different farms. They do all this stuff, and then there's an open farm day. I guess every state has something similar, because at least in Vermont they do as well. But Lots of people came by last year for open farm day. Which is crazy, because it was our first, first time doing it, and... No, uh, we had no idea what to expect. It was like the hottest day in Maine, which for Maine, it doesn't take a lot to be super hot. It was like ninety something. Yeah, it, it was it's crazy, still, but it still amuses me as a person <laughs> from South Carolina when people complain about the heat in Maine, and then I find myself complaining about the heat in Maine, and I have to remind myself there's only two digits in the temperature. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was not fun, but, I mean, the day was fun, but the weather was not fun. Like, going up and down the hill, talking to people when you're out of breath because it was so hot. But hopefully this year it won't be so bad. Hopefully it won't rain because I'm sure that will kill the mood. But And we know more. We know more now. We I'm going to expand, and we'll see what we can come up with. We should get back on the, the idea of, of just running a business, what, what you might be doing. If you're running wholesale, I'm assuming that you, you're going to have your own thing. You're not necessarily doing gluten-free baking. Pardon me. I'm wrestling with Aberdeen. She's a little bit. awake. 
She's awake, <laughs> and I'm trying to prevent her from loudly playing with Casla or ensuing in various other shenanigans. I just... Is it legal to put a choker hold on a puppy? No. It's not legal? Okay. And I'm not allowed to have one of those dart guns? No. From the movies? No. Nope. Okay. Just <laughs> yeah. rubber bellies. I'm going to rubber belly and hope that she gets tired and goes to sleep. Anyway, you might not be doing something like gluten-free baked goods. Uh, you might not have anything perishable. We don't know what kind of business you're running. But we're assuming that it's, I mean, we're talking about food because that's what we do. Yeah. And with wholesale, a lot of bakers have a, a great margin. We don't, but we, we have found wholesale accounts, as we've said a few minutes ago. Actually. Yeah. Sorry, we digressed and talked about puppies and goats. <laughs> but it's we've very got, distracting. We've got the wholesale account at Sunrise Bagel. That's every week. That's all year round. That's not just during a farmer's market season. So it's steady guaranteed money. And if there's a storm or something, we deliver the next day. So we can move it a little bit if we need to. So, so when, when you're snowed in and you got to dig your way out, it's, it's not the same as missing a farmer's market where you get nothing. You just lose out on that money. Uh, so Kara decided to reach out to co-ops around the state within an hour radius of the farm. Yeah. And it, she had some success. Yep. We are now in Rockland, which has been a really great experience and... It seems like people are enjoying things there, so I hope it keeps going. They're really good to work with. And we will be starting Belfast Co-op this week, so hopefully that will grow a bit more. And we'll see what else I can come up with. Yeah, so that's three wholesale accounts. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sunrise yeah. Bagel, Belfast. and. <laughs> So another aspect of getting the name out is I've signed us up for multiple events. Not events at the farm, that's something separate, but like foodie events that every state will have. It's like a farmer's market, only better. It's one day. It's one day or two day event and the, the people running it Depending on the event, you gotta you gotta pick and choose because there's probably multiples. But if you find the good ones, you can easily make triple, quadruple what you would think you would ever make. So it's hard work to get there and to get everything ready for it. But in the end, it's like, oh, that was worth it. I think. Yeah, like we do. We've done the cheese festival around here for two years in a row. Yeah. Made a bunch of money. And um, it's surprising because it's kind of ironic. You go to the cheese festival and you think, well, everything should be cheese, right? But I come with my gluten-free baked goods and a lot of vegan items. And there are so many people who are like, oh, thank goodness there's vegan stuff. I'm like, dude, you're at a cheese festival. But regardless, I appreciate those people and I am there for you. It, it turns out there are... <laughs> Their partner might be all about the cheese, yeah. and they might be vegan. And they're like, what am I supposed to eat at this thing besides right. the cider or beer? And the side effect is Kara has a lot of vegan products because we just have people that ask for it. So she 
she doesn't make like special vegan bagels. She figured out how to make her bagels vegan. So her standard bagel is a vegan bagel unless she puts cheese on it. Yeah. And I – so I don't contaminate the vegan ones so you don't have to worry about that. Right. Everything is – we keep – she keeps everything safe in Because when I boil stuff, I do all the vegan ones, and then I'll do the cheese ones. Unless the... So if you're allergic to seeds, you gotta let me know prior, because it might get mixed in. But other than that, everything's safe. Yeah, and she does things in the proper order. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, because when you do gluten-free, everybody comes at you with all the allergies. It's like, holy moly. And it's like, we cannot... We try, but we cannot be all things to all people. Yeah. Uh, we can do something without peanut butter, but we cannot tell you that there's no peanut butter in the house. There is. There are nuts in the facility. They are covered and on a separate shelf. And I sanitize everything before and after use, but there is no guarantee. Right. So, so if you have like a peanut allergy, we tell you it's not a peanut-free facility. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't put peanut in this particular thing. Right. So, so it's know. at to your own discretion, I guess. Yeah, because I, I don't know how peanut allergies work. If, if I mean, Some of them, the ones I hear about are very severe, but I don't know if people have mild allergies to it. I would imagine they do. Probably. But, but then you go down south and they fry everything in peanut oil still, which is crazy. It's just crazy. Oh, they, they don't even but, get me started on the crazy stuff. <laughs> that, like, that's just one of the things. But People anyway. fry all. It's like a competition. What could we fry? Have we? Well, fried yeah, they this fry before? everything, but it. But then it's also in peanut oil. It's like, I don't oh, think you could possibly fry that. Oh well, I think we can. It, it's it's <laughs> it's nuts. But but the to the, the events that we do are scheduled way in advance. Yeah, and, and they're usually hefty uh, cost up front, which is scary. I will admit it is scary. Yeah, you have to pay to be part Especially of it. Especially if you have to like get your spot during the winter when you're not making as much money. It's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to float this? And then you don't know if you're – because every business is different. You can't ask somebody with a different product if they did well at the cheese festival. Right. right? Because if their product's different from yours, they're going to do different than you at the cheese festival. I mean, most of them are cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and then half the money I make there, I go and buy cheese. So, it, I mean. So, we make, a lot, we make enough money to offset her cheese purchase. With <laughs> cheese at it. <clears throat> but it's still good as a, an example. Yeah. The trouble with, we got another event coming up that's two days, oh, like she mentioned. scary. And that's scary because she makes stuff morning of and it's perishable. So, it's really difficult to get all that done and then to work all day and then come back and bake again. Yeah, I don't know if I've done a two-day event yet, but we have two scheduled, one in November, which I'm still kind of debating because what if it snows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So These are the things you got to about, worry about. Are they inside, outside? Like the one at the end of May, it's the main culinary festival in Augusta. It's at the Civic Center, which is... A huge place. Um, indoors. Indoors, so I don't have to worry about the weather, but how many people are going to be there? I mean, there's a lot of vendors, so are they going to find me? Are they going to want stuff? It's it's a crapshoot, really, but you got to make enough stuff to make money. To Well, you want to make sure you make back what you paid for the fee, and then you 
and the ingredients, and then you want to make a profit. So it's like a lot of stuff. Right. Basically. It's a way to also network and get your name out and meet people. And maybe I can get a couple more wholesale or a couple more customers in the long run since it's so close to us. So you never know. And she wants to do this one herself because she wants to be the person that they see. Although Sunday, I don't know if I can. I can, I can do it for yeah. you Sunday. <laughs> the, the, the trouble one, is... One day with people is... Well, I also have to prep for wholesale in Rockland, so right. it's like, ah. <laughs> Everything's crashing together because somebody likes to schedule a whole bunch of stuff at the same time. Well, I didn't know at the beginning, so... So we're, we're at the point in our business where the farmer's market numbers aren't adding up for us anymore. And really the fact that Kara found this wholesale option, it's just a superior option. Yeah. I can drive and deliver this stuff before work. So it's it's a much better option for us. So when you're when you're running something that you are doing that would end up at a farmer's market, do try the farmer's markets. I mean, explore that, see if that works for you. It worked for us for a long time. Uh, but also look at the wholesale possibilities. And you have to you have to think about the fact that we probably got our name out with the farmers markets over time. People got to know us, which brings us to social media. Oh my god! <laughs> it is a common problem <laughs> of anyone who works at, at farmers markets, any farm. Everybody's trying to manage their website. And there's social media. And I'm not even talking about the technical aspects of it. I'm talking, I'm, I'm assuming that you know how to work Facebook or Instagram or whatever. I, 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 I'm assuming you know how to do your own social media. But you, you got to stop what you're doing to post something. Oh, my gosh. It's just so time consuming. And Facebook is literally the worst, I got to say. It's but bad. You need it to have your business relevant because there's no other option. There's TikTok, which we also have, but it's not as mm, locally centered. Maybe yeah, we don't have a lot of a lot of mainers nearby us mm-hmm. on TikTok. Right. Uh, although we do enjoy TikTok, it's it's not. Yeah. It's not as but that's a video, applicable. right? And you gotta. Some people go extreme, edit, have graphics. I'm like, uh, that's cute enough. Okay, bye. <laughs> Good right. Enough. I don't have time to edit. I rarely have time to put music on it, so it's like weird noises in the background or whatever. But. And some people have a pretty good website. They just don't have time to update it because they've got so much to do. <laughs> that would be his job. <laughs> yeah, except like I actually write code for a living. I do website stuff for a living. I'm not a designer. I'm more of an engineer. But I, I you know, we use SquareUp for yeah. our transactions, and you can do a site through SquareUp, and it you can build it there. You don't Squarespace. Have... I think. No. Is oh, they no, no, no. It. Squarespace is a totally different company from oh. <laughs> here here this will help you out. The little Forget. the little swiper thing that people got for their phones that let farmers markets and food trucks take credit cards like remotely was called SquareUp. 
if you if you go to the website, it's www.squareup.com, but they call it Square. So the branding is Square, and then uh, there was a, a service where you can make a website for yourself called Squarespace. And if you go on the internet and try to find some tech support for Square Up, you're going to find all of these things for Squarespace. So the word Square is a problem. <laughs> we do not have Squarespace. We have Square Up, and it is called Square. So, but you can you can uh, that company started the whole uh, industry of locally of, of remotely taking transactions. It started out with a little swiper that you plugged into the phone jack of your the, the audio jack rather of your phone. Were they the first? Yeah, Square Up I think was the first, and then you know eventually PayPal got them and, and they got some competitors with swipers, and then they moved on to a reader that you can get where you tap the you either insert the card or you tap it and it's Which Bluetooth connected to your phone. Works half the time. <laughs> it's the trouble is sometimes we hook it to. The trouble is sometimes you hook it to her phone, sometimes you hook it to my phone, and that causes confusion. So uh, I I do pretty well with it now that it's just me running the markets. But you're you're going to be using Square Up most likely for your stuff, and at the end of the year they can do cool reports, and that helps with your taxes and things. But they bought a company called Weebly, which was a, a kind of a competitor to. Squarespace and what's the other one? Wix. Uh, Wix. Yeah. So we we believe was a company that were that made websites for you where you could you didn't have to know how to code, and SquareUp bought it and kind of merged, and so now you can make your own website with your SquareUp account, and we did that. But I'm the guy that has to mow the lawn. I'm the guy that has to trim uh, hooves. I'm the guy that has to do the well, amateur carpentry. I'm mowing the front yard. So Did you? <laughs> well, not today, but this week is on my list. Oh, we should specify that. <laughs> Kara runs the... Um... Yes, Aberdeen. Yes, Aberdeen. <laughs> Kara pushes the uh, little Ryobi push mower that we got in the front yard directly in front of the door. Um, I was the guy that would mow everything else. So I, I do the but now part you don't... near the road. But now we've fenced out for goat yoga. Yeah, so now all you have to take care of is the parking area. Once people start right. parking there, it won't be an issue. But we're we're moving away from what I'm the point I'm <laughs> anyway, trying to make. Sorry. Which is she has a long list of stuff I have to do outside on the farm. <laughs> and on the website. So and forgive so our website. For now. Because I'm the same guy and I gotta do it all. And I can only be in one place at a time. So all the different Stuff that we have to do physically around the property, that's me. Kara does some of it, but she can only do so much. I'm trying to take on more of that to spare her hand. And and it's not unique. This happens with everybody. I've talked to other farmers. They all have the same problem. They have so much going on. Both people, both partners are tasked with a list of things to do. And the website is something they intend to get to. And they're trying to update and, and they have a hard time getting to it. People will be like, well, just hire out. I'm like, you can't afford. Do you know how much it would cost to have someone work on your website? Too much. So we don't have that. So yeah. don't even suggest it. Right. Because I've, <laughs> I've been that guy. The reason I work for a large corporation doing 
work on their code base is when times get tough, they're not going to ditch their own website, but everybody will stop trying to get a website for their small business. So if you make websites for a living and the economy gets tight, you'll have a hard time getting people to pay you at, at all. And they also don't want to pay you what you're worth. And they'll ask you to make a website and you go, well, and you get paid for this. And well, I don't want to pay you that much. My 14 year old nephew can, can do all this. So I was like, well then go get him to do it. Why are you bothering me? Yeah. Go get him to, to make whatever you think you're going to make. So there's a, there's a huge problem out there of freelance people try, just trying to get paid for their work. And, and no, you, you, you can't do it yourself. You don't know how to do it yourself. So don't pretend. Uh, except unless you're using something like Square Ops Marketplace or, well, or Squarespace. Or, I can't even do it. So if you're like me who's like computer illiterate, can basically just do the basics, email, Google stupid Facebook and Instagram, then you got to leave it to someone else. Even, even with these services that they have now where you don't have to write code and you can just make a website, you still have to invest the time to play around with it and learn how that particular one works because they all work different. SquareUp, Wix, Squarespace, they all work different. So that's time where you're sitting at the computer playing around with it to figure it out. And then you have, once you figure it out, you have to have time to actually do it. And the one thing that everybody that runs a farm has a hard time with is time. There's a long list of stuff that all of you have to be doing. Both partners are going to be pretty booked up and certain things are going to be divided up, but you, you both got somewhere you got to be. And the website tends to fall to the end of the list. And there, there's, we even have stuff we have to do with our square up inventory where we have to make updates to that. It's just, it's hard to find the time to sit down and not be somewhere. We, we've joked about this before where I, I come home from a market and Kara's sitting on the couch with the dogs and, and, and relaxing. Yeah. Like... She, she's been there about 30 seconds. She, she has not relaxed. She just sat down and then I come home. Which is like... Three thirty, four o'clock. When I've been up since twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning, so it's crazy. It's a long day. It's a very long day. So Don't we, be a baker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but so there's really. there's a lot of there's a lot of resources you can get. Um, there's a lot of resources you can get to to. Do stuff. I think we had a pretty good experience with Fiverr recently. We needed a logo. Oh, yeah. So I tried to look local, but it was hard because I needed it fast. And Mainers aren't really fast. No offense. but It's a low population state, and there's not a lot of designers doing, what, what, doing that kind of work. Yeah. So I needed something very specific I had in mind. And so I tried Fiverr. And I thought, well, why not? I don't have tons of money to pay for graphic artists. Like, someone normally would pay or ask for... I don't even know how much people ask for these days, but... Probably I paid not. like 60 bucks for... It was like... Yeah, and I tipped... So it was like $80 all in. And... This guy from the Philippines created this awesome logo that I absolutely love. And it's great. I love it. So 
It was very easy. I told him what I wanted. And first try, he got it. And it was great. I would definitely go back to him. Because Fiverr, you can look at past things that people have done. You're, I was looking for something artsy, hand-drawn, and farmy. This guy was like rustic drawing and did animals so I was like he would be able to help me so that's what I went with and he helped me and if, if you've seen my my logos on the social medias you know what I'm talking about and I have signs getting made so we'll see and we got vector files we got which I don't even know what those are. But I'm not going to bother explaining it. He said get all the things, so I got all the things. <laughs> yeah, we got all the different ways to print from it. Only I got buttons from Sebastian. They're not buttons, pins, and things. He does great little buttons and magnets, and they're available at the shop as well. So we sent the artwork yeah. to him, and he, he made them for us. So you're, you're going to... I think probably the hardest part really is going to be getting your website squared away and getting social media set up because... Because as a business, you kind of need those things these days because the phone book, mm, no one uses anymore. I don't I, know. <laughs> I don't remember the last time. <laughs> we I have one book. under our landline phone and we have a landline phone because, because when we first moved here... We had Verizon and we had no signal on our cell phones, so we yeah, needed it took, something. Uh, <laughs> we, we had Verizon before we bought the house, and then when we got the house, we learned that Spectrum is the company here that has the infrastructure. You can only get Spectrum. It's a monopoly. Yeah. So if you want to actually get some kind of reception here, you're going to have Spectrum. So we have a landline and internet through them. <sighs> But remember, when you get a website, you have to buy the domain name. You have to connect the domain name to uh, Square Up or whatever. So there is some technical stuff that's going to happen. You might need to get you might need to get somebody to help you with all that. Yeah, and you need a a good name, and you have to make sure no one else has that name because there are a lot of businesses out there that have similar or the same name, and it gets confusing for people when they look them up. So you want to make sure it's a unique name and logos are important, I think. It's a far cry from the old days. Like Speaking of the phone book, <laughs> back in the day, people used to get, uh, they, they, they want to be in the front of the phone book. They would want to be early so that you would find them. Like if, if you look for um, the yellow pages under plumbers or something, they would be AAA plumbing because the letter AAA would be next together and alphabetically that would go first. Um, so yeah, there was kind of, this is, this is Gen <laughs> X stuff, but there would be like an arms race of letters to name your business so that you'd be in the beginning of the phone book. And a friend of mine uh, who's a massage therapist was trying to name her business, her massage therapy business. And she asked us all for suggestions and, of course, because we're all very helpful, the suggestions are like abominable massage. <laughs> Aardvark massage was one of my favorites because it has two A's. 
And I just decided to, to go a little further and I told her to call it underscore massage, uh, massage. just the, the actual underscore character, because if you tell a computer to alphabetize, it'll put the underscore first. But that doesn't quite work with a phone book. I was just me being geeky. But that's the thing. People used to name their business according to where it would land in the phone book. And now it's all internet. But now you get all these spams from these people who are like, oh, I can make your website appear faster on Google or... Ignore all of those. Yeah, I just delete them. I mean, who has the money to pay those guys and are they legit? Let's be honest. Some of them are legit. Some SEO experts are real. Uh, If you're a small business, you're not going to be able to afford the real ones. Yeah. Just ignore all that. Just do your business. Tell your customers what the website name is. Try to get a website name that's easy to remember. So if you just tell someone, they can do it. There's no underscores. There's no hyphens. There's no weird stuff. Yeah. just And you can make little business cards. Like Vista Print I use all the time because they're not too expensive and they do a decent job. So unless you have a local company, but... Uh, local companies tend to be a little more expensive. Sorry, but true. And uh, that's the way it is. When yeah. you're a small business, every penny counts, sadly. I would rather support local, but sometimes you just can't afford to. It's kind of like in the days when we were really, really poor, we had to shop at Walmart. We still shop and at Walmart. Not as much as we used <laughs> we to. We just don't go in. We do it online. <laughs> we don't go in as much as we used to. But you, you, you're like, oh, I don't. Walmart has bad practices. I don't want to shop at Walmart. Well, you know, I don't have enough money to not go to Walmart. So th- there's that. Uh, another thing you got to think about is equipment and and maintenance costs. I mean, you're, you're gonna, you know, a lot of farms. If you were to audit them. There'd be a lot of money, you know, but but it's tied up in equipment and land. You got a tractor. We got a payment for our tractor. Man. That's an expensive tractor, but we're financing it. So there's a payment. We got a mortgage on the property. Two you know, mortgages on the property now. Technically two mortgages, <laughs> but it doesn't, that sounds bad, but. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Well, the thing is, because we did that, all our credit cards and other debt disappeared. And they're well, not wrapped up in a bank. Unless you're in a small business and you can't get a small business loan, then you got a little more credit card debt this year. But you hope to pay it off soon. Which the business <laughs> is growing, so I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, we'll be okay. You need capital to have a small business. That's the bottom line. And right. when you're doing it penny to penny, it gets super hard. I mean... Technically, we're trying to do two businesses at once, which makes it quadruple hard because... The paperwork all has to be separate. The paperwork... So the nonprofit... I've, so I filed all the paperwork for the nonprofit, and I filed the bakery under an LLC. So all of that is in the works. It's in progress, so to speak. And I'm using Rocket Lawyer, which because I can't afford a real lawyer... So Rocket Lawyer is a website. They have. I think they're real lawyers. Well, they're real lawyers. But they're, they're not like a guy who's going to talk to you, which is more expensive. They have like interns or law students who call you and be like, so here's a deal. You did this wrong. Do you want me to fix it? I'm like, yes, please. 
What does that mean? Stuff like that. So, they're very keen on getting stuff right. So, so far so good. It's a subscription like anything else, like QuickBooks or whatever. So it's like $40 a month. So I'll keep paying that until all the paperwork is finalized. But the problem with doing a nonprofit is you there's just so much. You gotta file the paperwork. You need a board of directors. So you need people who are not related to you by marriage or by blood. You gotta have a friend group. So when you don't have a lot of friends, it makes it super hard. <laughs> so but I did finally get a board of directors and I gotta get now I gotta do the bylaws for them and have that out shortly which i have not had time for but we'll... we should write special bylaws that only affect ron <laughs> he's one of the board of directors there should be he went to high school with me we should we should figure out what ron is doing with his life in details and then write bylaws that affect only that and ron will be like what the hell man what are you doing <laughs> Do not eat this on this day. <laughs> right, right. Ron's favorite food. Whatever he's totally into. Yeah. You can't no no board member can eat from like this restaurant and it's the restaurant like near his house. No. But it gets tricky because technically I gotta make sure that the nonprofit is leasing the farm, the land, and the animals, so no one can go back and take them from us. It gets it gets tricky and weird, and I'm sure my board of directors would not do that. Intent, but you gotta you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful and make sure you cross all your T's, dot all your I's, and you just want to make sure nothing. Like, the most important thing to me is my animals, so I don't want anyone or anything to take them from me. So, that's the most important to protect. And because I created it, I don't want someone else stealing it. I mean, the idea is great, obviously, and it's been done with horses. Like, there's horse therapy farms and stuff like that. But anyway, and then the LLC, so no one can take my bakery. So when you're doing a nonprofit, you can't have any profit coming in. So the bakery, which is profit, has to be completely separate. So that's why that is now. And it gets confusing for our customers because we first started as Anchor Me Farm, everything under one roof, because I, I didn't know I could pursue this, even though that was what I wanted to do. Because well, we're not lawyers and we're not accountants. No. So once I get all this stuff done, I'm going to hand everything over. I mentioned, I think I mentioned this before. Too. Some poor CPA. Some poor CPA. <laughs> Here you go. Have fun. And sort all of it out. And because this, the state of Maine has changed their quarterly tax setup and they've locked me out because I couldn't figure it out because I don't have time to go through their webinars. Who has time for a webinar these days? It's like five hours. Who has five hours? I don't have five hours. So, nope. Mm. So I lo got locked out and now I need someone to unlock me and so I can pay my quarterly tax. <laughs> we basically need someone 
to what call the, the state of Maine <laughs> and get someone on the phone and go, come on. Come on. Really? She's just trying to pay. She's trying to pay her taxes. And then someone click a couple buttons and unlock it. Luckily, I got the April end, so I don't have to worry about it until May, June, July, August, right? September? So we should no, get August. We should get a CPA soon but, so they yeah. have time to yeah. figure it out. <laughs> We can't show up on like July thirty first and go <laughs> boom. You, go. <laughs> you got you got a day. It's to... on my list for this coming week. Of course, it was on my list last week and it didn't happen. But this week, hopefully, that's another thing. Things get delayed, so <sighs> you're you're going to be so busy. There's always a list, and it's yeah. long. It's yeah, so and long. so many things will jump up and suddenly become the most important thing. <laughs> something will break, or something will become more important, or you, you're worried about the animals in some way. Yeah, the, the, yeah. So it's 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 very important to remember that you're going to have a lot of stuff going on when you're managing your time. If you think, "Oh, no worries, I can do X, Y, Z on the computer," huh? are you going to sit down and are you going to have time to sit down and do that? I mean, you're going to try. Yeah. Well, I remember what happened last week. My family came to visit, and we got two new goaties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Let's talk about them for a minute. we got a few more minutes yeah. before we hit the hour. What, the family? The goaties. Well, the family was awesome. I needed a little break. It was great to see them. I miss them so much, and they should come back soon. Okay. Not to just plug the family, but... Kara is know. doing chicken math, but with goats. <laughs> No, I needed my silver gray one, right? So, copper tail. Look at all the videos on TikTok about chicken <laughs> mass, and they'll mention how you'll realize there's all these other types of chickens that you could have. Mm. It's the same. She didn't have a gray one. I didn't have a gray silver goat, and apparently they're not as common because I haven't seen any. So, but copper tail is like, oh, I have one. And they, they're a farm we got several of our previous goats from. They're mini Nubians. But you need a buddy for the new goat because they'll get bullied. And we were set to get one other one, but they wanted decided to keep him, which is fine. Because we weren't attached yet. We had not met him. Although he was adorable. They're all adorable. Really. It's fine. They're all adorable. It's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. Fine. No. But then we got <laughs> Lucan who is a baby who needs to be bottle-fed three times a day, and... He still eats hay, but he well, still needs the bottle at this point. Yeah, he's in that transition of being weaned and starting to eat real food. He's been grazing a bit with his older siblings, but he's like a month old, so he still needs his nourishments. It is exactly as cute as you think it is watching <laughs> it is. him drink from the bottle. There is a TikTok video of him, so check it out. His name is Lucan, and he's adorable. And he is always up on your leg. Like, <laughs> give me a bottle, give me a bottle, give me a bottle. He is the one that fell asleep on the lady during goat yoga. Right. Because so, he's his, a baby. <laughs> his brother Ashford is it's, having trouble adjusting. He is. He hasn't adjusted bad. to this being his home yet. So, and he's already done the thing that every batch of of young baby goats does. They'll kind of almost become part of the herd, and they'll take a nap. They'll fall asleep, 
and the rest of the herd will decide to eat grass over this other place, and they'll all leave. So the the, the young one wakes up <laughs> and freaks out and starts screaming, I'm alone! Cries bloody murder. <laughs> I'm alone! Oh my god, I'm alone! He's and so loud. <laughs> just screams, and then the other goats, like they're supposed to come help him, and nobody does. <laughs> no one does. They're all like, they look up, and then they're like, eh, it's Dude, just him. Dude, <laughs> we're over here now, man. What, what are you doing? <laughs> Get your ass over here and eat the grass. What, what what's going on? And then and then eventually the young goat will, will realize nobody's coming for him, and then he'll go join the rest of the herd. Poor Ash, and Lucan doesn't really care. He doesn't. He only cries when he wants attention. Well, not when he wants attention. When he wants his bottle, and if he sees you, he's like, "Oh my God, there you are!" But the rest of the time, he's just. Hanging out, doing what he wants, parkour. He jumps higher than Magners. Like, Magners still cannot jump on the doghouse and the house. And they're. We have plastic doghouses, like two port doghouses inside the goat building. They're like the extra large for your Labrador retriever. Right. And Magners is. Magners and Guinness are our smallest goats. <laughs> And now that Lucan's here, Lucan and Ashford, but they're babies. We don't know what their full size will right. be. At full-grown size, Magners and Guinness are still our smallest. Yeah. And Magners, for the life of him, still cannot jump up onto the house. It is kind of funny watching him try, <laughs> but he's not a jumper. And not. Lucan is smaller than both of them right now. And he jumps onto everything. He sails up. It's like, gravity? What's that? I don't care. Yeah. He just jumps right up. I don't know if that's normal. We've never had a goat this young before. Maybe maybe because all the jumping goat videos of the babies, that might be it. And maybe they just lose it after a couple months. But, yeah. So it's hysterical. <laughs> so we should probably review and wrap up. We're getting up on the hour. I guess farmer's markets are an important stage in your business, if, especially if you're doing some kind of food. If you're starting out, they're a good starting point because they're they don't cost too much. Depending on the market, you got you gotta search for the right market. Make yeah, sure you don't pay tons to be there. And you might get stuck for a season doing a market that That's doesn't not fit great. for you. Although you can you can be that person and be like, it's not working out. I've done that before. I feel terrible. And you have to be careful with your reputation. I mean, you can't keep going if it's... You do that once, okay, but if you do that in a pattern, people yeah. will hear about you, so don't do yeah, that Yeah, don't. Much. I wouldn't recommend it. Like, it's not great, but... There's a lot of drama in some of these markets. You gotta do what you gotta do, right? No one else is looking out for you except you. Let's, right. Let's get that straight. But it's hard to find the one that works for you. We tried a bunch and learned a lot about our local area. I guess I guess if you if you can scrape up the time, be a customer at markets, yeah, and really learn about them, because the advice is always go check it out, go spend time looking at it. But who's got time? Everybody's working so much, right? So if you can check it out ahead of time. But for us, we're not going to probably not going to do markets anymore. But it was very important for us for a long time. Yeah. We just we just got to the point where we're doing something different now. And it's a great community. Like, now we're not going to... I'm never leaving the farm, so I that. will take you to some markets <laughs> so you can see people. I mean, we will visit Waterville because 
all my favorite vendors are there. So we will, and if anyone wants to order stuff, hint, hint, Courtney, if you ever listen, place yeah. an order place and I will bring it. <laughs> and there's also a farm drop, which once I get the LLC, maybe I'll be able to get into. So Yeah, and, and so th that's farmer's markets with events. Again, learn about the event. Maybe go there as a, a regular person one but year. But they're yearly, right? So they're you annual. Can't really you have to. It's hard. If it comes around and you check it out, it's not going to come around again for a year. Yeah. So, or try to talk to people about an event. Think about how much it costs to do the event. You're going to be fronting that money. You got to have your whole farmers market set up for that well, event. A lot of these. Fancy events, if you will, they will provide tables and stuff, so it's a little easier. So check into that too. Yeah, it depends on which event, um, but you can make a lot of money at an event. It, it just—is it a good fit for you? Uh, for your website, depending upon your product, you can take orders on your website. There's a whole—we're not even going to do an episode. It's a whole boring thing about websites, but you're going to need a website, and you're going to need social media, and you're going to need to get that set up. And you have to be consistent on the social media where people forget about you and it's all about followers and likes, sadly, which yeah. is frustrating. Yeah. And every farmer has trouble finding time to keep up with the computers and keep up with the social media. Yeah. But don't pay for followers. That's that's a cop out. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's absolutely no <laughs> there's, substitute. There's no reason. <laughs> don't there's, waste your money. There's no substitute in the world for just providing people with a good product. And then those people telling their friends that you provided a good product. Because it's local. You're not dealing with the world and yeah. clicks and likes. You're dealing with local people in your area who are going to buy your product at a farmer's market or at an event. And you want to make sure you reply to people who comment. It's always good to reply even if it's just like a like or whatever. Just and reply to emails. Interaction is good. Yeah. And I think that covers... I think that's it. Most for of now. it, for now. There's always so much, but I think we got the gist of it. Yeah, and if you can do wholesale, do it. Find a place where your stuff fits in. We, Kara happened to notice that as you get further into Maine, people have celiac, people have gluten problems, and they need something. Yeah, we're in central Maine, so there's no options. Yeah, there's, a, there's like a handful of gluten-free people. <laughs> Which, there's a place in Damascata that's actually a, a kind of a restaurant that we can actually go well, to. Oh, yeah, there is. We went there. I took the family and, like, we need to go here. And it was it was good. I mean, it was a place I felt safe where I didn't have to worry about getting sick. So, so we'll be going back there, there as customers. It. Yes. Although she did do a lot of meat options, so hopefully she'll have some vegetarian options. That would be nice. <laughs> that way I can eat sandwiches and stuff. But, you know. But as far as wholesale, I mean, she's, they bake their own stuff, so we're not trying to do wholesale there. We just want to yeah. be customers there. We just want yeah. to enjoy the stuff. And uh, it's rare to find a place where you can actually go and not worry. I appreciate it. So I hope we've <laughs> helped with all our ramblings. I, I, hope, I hope we helped you make plans. Yes. I guess that's it. Okay, so have a, have a happy whatever you're doing. Whatever day it is. I gotta pee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like Bye-bye.